Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the after show for The Flash. It is season five, episode 15, King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. So we've got a cure. Daddy West is back. The will of, the will of Grodd is taking over and so much more. So let's get into this now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz AfterBuzz TV. Okay, I'm not a singer. I am a host, and I am your host, Jamie Alexander. Welcome to the After Show for The Flash. This is Season 5, Episode 15. King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. This was quite the fight, and we were here for it all. So we're going to talk about that, and we want you to stick around because we got some good news and gossip. It's juicy. And we have the baddie breakdown, like usual. So before we get this party started, drum roll, please, for my panel. Couldn't do it without them. Let them know who you are. Hey, y'all. It's Chauncey K. Robinson. What's going on, guys? It's Zach Silverman here. Yay. Okay, guys. So we were kind of excited about this. We had a little break. We are waiting for the fight. I'm here. I'm festive for the fight. I came for who I was rooting for. (laughs) I mean, it's Jaws, but it's the same family. Yes. That's right. King Shark. Long live the king. (laughs) I love it. What did you think about the episode, Zach? It was action-packed, fun-filled, and lots of uh, more questions to be had. Yeah, I know, because, you know, you're, you're really good with the questions, and that's what I like about things. So why don't we jump into... You know, really, we have a couple of topics, but we're just going to focus on the fight between King Shark and Gorilla Grodd, because there was a lot involved. We have the technology of the crown, the shark, the love, the fighting, the teamwork. And then our second topic, we'll get in and talk about Daddy West getting his baby girl back together. So, the cure is done. They're ready to test it out. They make a pact. We're only we're gonna make sure to ask. This is something Cisco was very adamant about, along with Caitlin, to make sure to ask the meta if they're cool with it. They come up with the idea that um, King Shark might uh, from Earth Two might be a perfect candidate. That sounds like a good you know reason to go ask. So they come to Doctor Lambden. Lambden has a way to discuss this with King Shark, and so the story begins. So, number one, what do we think about the relationship in a small way that Sherlock was able to pick up with Lambden and Shark and how, um, you know, the crown, the cerebral interface crown technology was working for, you know, the discussions? What do we think about that? I like it. I think it's a great way to finally connect with King Shark. So I was happy to see something like that. And it was cool that they brought her back because, I mean, essentially they had to go visit her to, to figure out who King Shark was in Earth-1 to see if her husband can help out, only to find that he had died. So it's kind of like poetic justice that um, uh, kind of falling in suit in line with like how Sherlock keeps marrying the same people for a reason. Uh, you know, why I can't love transcend and cross over through time. So I like it. Yeah, yeah I um, I had to remind myself who she was at first, though, to be honest. Because yeah. when did she first, yeah. uh, uh, did she appear on The Flash first, or was she on a different show No, first? she was on The Flash. That was okay. like, I, it was, I think, the second time around we got to see uh, King Shark when he was, like, actually trapped by yeah. uh, Argus, and they, like, went to go talk to her. 
to figure out like who he was and what was going on and like maybe they could find the doppelganger of the of her you know the earth one only to find out that he had died Okay. So they went to her to get some research on him to see how like yeah. what they could do. Now, yeah, so I had to be a little bit reminded, but it was yes. cool because I always like, you know, it just these things remind us that this is a whole universe that they've created, a whole DC universe TV style. And I, I really do like that aspect of it. So it was cool that they kind of brought this character that we knew back in and making that connection and whatnot. So Yeah, I'm with you. I was kind of lost on who the character was at first too, but it made perfect sense and she fit right in. So I liked her little, I liked the fact that she made technology to be able to communicate with King Shark because that ended up being very valuable, obviously, throughout this whole thing. Um, and then... Did you find know. it kind of funny, though, like when Team Flash showed up and she's like, oh, by the way, we have a cure. And then all of a sudden she went to go explain it to Shay or King Shark and she was like using all these scientific terms. I was just like, when did, they, they didn't say any of that. Like, where are you getting that from? How can you, that's not your field of science. Like, no, no, don't say that. Yeah, it was really funny, too, because he kind of caught that, like, okay, now you're showing off. And then I guess that makes sense to me, because down the line we find out she has this big old huge crush on him. So, I mean, isn't that something that we all do? Well, yeah. You know, we all try to impress the person that we, have, we like, and I think that's all that she was doing. He uh, kind of I see that. where you're going with that. Okay. That's what yeah. I thought. I, I guess that. the thing, though, was how does she know the tech of what they were saying? Because she kind of was able to size it up pretty quickly, right, in telling him? Yeah. I mean, when that's you're an I expert, I think that you are able to kind of extemporaneously re-spit things out to whatever audience you're speaking to. So yeah. I think she just had it like that. That's a good word. I got that from T.D. Jakes. Had to look it up. That's I a good word. that is. Extemporaneously, it's no, when you T.D. Can, Jakes. Oh, just kidding. It's a man. <laughs> it's a man. Yeah, I think it's preacher. But yeah, yeah. no, um, no. I thought I thought it was a nice um, aspect. You know, them adding that um, aspect of that relationship to them because yeah. you know before in hearing about what the story was going to be about, you don't. We didn't know who was going to be the good guy, who was going to be the bad guy in this sense. And you know, it turned out that Grodd was the person that was the problem, and King Shark wasn't, and whatnot. But you know. By having her character there, Tanya, it humanized him, for it lack did. of a better yeah, word. Yeah, it grounded the episode. Yeah. Uh, quite honestly, I thought this episode was just going to be like uh, Flash in between this massive fight, you know, like a Godzilla versus a, a Mothra kind of thing, and everyone is just subjected to whatever damage comes across. Uh, so, uh, it, yeah, it grounded the episode, humanized it. That's a great way of putting it, um, which, I mean... King Shark became human again, which is kind of cool. So. I know. So, okay. <laughs> How is he that became... too far? No, I don't think so at that? all. I think we should get to that. Well, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, because there wasn't, you know, very much in between because, you know, so they wanted to try out this cure. There was a moment in the scenes that I could see when they were headed out to go talk to him again. Cisco wanted to reassure himself and Barry that he wasn't going to use the cure as a weapon. But I could see the look in Barry's face. It wasn't really a side eye, but it was almost like he was excited to use the cure. I don't want to say excited. I'm excited. Make him sound eager, but I think excited was the word. And then when he got there, he he was eager. He saw the potential of what it it can do, and uh, I I think he was looking at King Shark as mostly a beast, and I think he was surprised that he's like, oh, you could actually talk to him. Like, I think he was hoping there was not going to be, a, like, there was going to be that barrier of not having barrier. barrier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of having a, of a, a language barrier there where they would be forced to have to use it just because he's the perfect test subject. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Are you saying you 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 think Barry didn't want to talk to him? Didn't want to give yeah. him the option? I don't think that. I think I think he did want to give him the option because they had the whole scene where they're standing talking to the woman that you know lost her husband the first day and everything, and he was like, "Could we talk to him?" Yeah, I think Barry was initially on board to talk to. Uh, King Shark. Oh, I'm not saying that he wasn't on board because I mean he has talked to Barry before, but I think they were like kind of aware of how his, like how minimal words he had in the past, and he, I think he was just kind of like hoping he didn't have to like have too much of a conversation where it would just be like, look, this is for your own good, and we're gonna do this kind of thing. Okay. Because he had that yeah. in his eye. He's oh, like, yeah. he was just so determined. He's like, this is gonna be the this is. Like, I, I feel like he already knew he wanted to use it on Cicada way before, like, you know, the, at, towards the end of the episode, that's what he had said. You know, I think that was the initial idea that he wanted, and this was the test subject. I was kind of confused that they were, I mean, not to jump ahead, but they were surprised that he wanted to use it. I thought that was the whole point of Cisco doing that, but I guess I missed something. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was why he got this whole cure. Like, wasn't he on Star Labs company time? Like, <laughs> you're just doing it for the goodwill? Like, no, we got to make major villain here. Like, why else are, would we let you go for a couple of weeks? I mean, no one's the boss there. I mean, no, it, who it, knows? It's probably, but it's yeah. kind of like, why was he doing this cure if we weren't going to suggest Cicada? Not even suggest it. I feel like the cure is for everybody to be volunteered outside of Cicada. Cicada is this, this person who is unchecked in even in the future of 2049, where it apparently is still killing. So it's something that it needed to be done, where I feel like that's why they created it. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, but I know, you know, they were going through this whole thing of, you know, we had decided we'd give everyone a choice. So it's like, but you can't, like, I mean, you can't lock Cicada up, so... No, there's nothing they could do about it. When did you need to take yeah. away his power? I was just a little... I was confused. I was just like, why are they acting brand new about this? Like, I thought that was the whole point. We were gonna do this on Cicada, whether he liked it or not. He's a serial killer. I think they were yep. more just surprised about, like, how quickly Barry was able to act. And, yeah. And do that. Even in the face of, like, I'm sorry, he had every right to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Cisco was about to have his head bitten off. Okay, yeah. so what you're... What were you going to do in that situation? Yeah. Okay, so you're for Barry, and you're... What What do you think? Do you think Barry was right? Because I, I kind of want to know what the chat thinks, too, because I was a little bit on the fence. Right. Now, I, I think... I think it, you know, it's kind of hard to say because I could tell Barry was eager. And when you're eager like that, your uh, decision making is clouded. And I don't know if Cisco and um, Caitlin were so angry that he did it because obviously there was another, no other choice. He was about to bite that head off of yeah, Cisco. And why they didn't, like, you, like, why, like, Cisco and Caitlin were both looking at Barry like he had eight heads. And he was like, you both were, like, well, Caitlin wasn't there, but like, Cisco was there. He was like, what else did you want me to do? Well, yeah, that's when I was, you know, the bigger thing is I think he crossed the line of communication in a team. If me, you, and her are like, this is what we're doing, then we walk outside the door and do something else, I do think it needs to be addressed because even though Barry acted in the best interest at the time, still we need to make sure as a team we're on the same page. Yeah, I get the whole thing of the team. And, you know, I wrote it down. I was like, what would would Barry do? What would I do? Or whatever. And I thought to myself, I know for myself, I would have done the cure just because it's like he's about to eat Cisco, Mm -hmm. you know. But at the same time, I understood what Cisco was saying, where he was like, you think that's what heroes do, that you just kind of will everyone to do what you want them to do. And at first I was like, yes, that's exactly what heroes do. But then (laughs) at the same time, 
you know, you do kind of wonder if he didn't have that cure, Barry could have, you know, because he's a very smart guy, although they always have him leaning on Team Flash overall, right. but he could have probably figured out a way to knock down. He could have, yes. Because uh, they've been able to take down King Shark before. Right. He's been able to do it, so it's not like he had to give him the cure. I he could have knocked him out. I think Barry's right. ever taken him down. Though. Well, not taken him down, but, who, you know, incapacitated him or something. Yeah. I don't know. See, I think in the face of we've seen Barry with, like, um... Just normal people out in the streets that he's trying to save. Obviously, he has like a, a, a more sane of mind and knows how to act. But when it comes to his family, Cisco, his, his wife, he is kind of like seeing red at that point, and yeah. like he doesn't act the hero. So I get where he was coming from. I back him up. I think Cisco and Caitlin should have at least been like, "Thank you." Thank you. There was you. no thank you because right. like they are family. That is a loved one, and when you are faced, you know something hardship with with a loved one you can't think as straight as you could as a random stranger I would think at least for Barry yeah I agree follow my train of thought yes makes sense yes it makes sense to me I was just gonna say that I think although in the first encounter I don't think Barry was like we're just gonna give him the cure no matter what I think in the second encounter like yeah. I'm talking about the second encounter when he had got out. I think Barry had already made the decision that he was going to give him the cure. Yeah, he, he had it. Second encounter. The sec- I'm talking about the second encounter when Cisco was attacked. Like the first encounter was when they were telling about it and the thing in the discussion. Before and he then, came out of the water. Yeah, and, came and out then of the when water, him and yeah. Cisco, I think they, I think, I think at that moment it wasn't. I think I honestly, I know we're saying in the heat of the moment, but I honestly think in that part. Barry had already made the decision yes, before Cisco had got grabbed. Yeah, because Barry yeah, was in were that gone. exact same position season two. What are you talking about? Barry got picked up by King Shark. No, I'm about saying... About to eat him. I was saying that Barry had decided before Cisco had I got agree. grabbed. Because he gave him a look like, oh, he's, we're getting through to him. Barry was already looking Barry like Nora and Cisco were saying that he was looking at them like... And he was looking down at his... I think he had made the decision oh, before they I went out there yeah, that yeah, he yeah, was yeah, going yeah. to give that. Yeah, Because he was like, how else were we going to... He had made the decision before he picked yes, up Cisco. Yes, he has. That's it, what I'm saying. I'm saying yes. it wasn't the heat of the moment. Gotcha. So yeah. that's why I can understand why team the other te- uh, team members of Flash were kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Cisco asked, and I know why he asked, is because he did make the decision. You know, Barry did make the decision up front. You could absolutely tell. He was intent on, you know, he made the decision for the shark. He was like, King Shark, I already know he doesn't want to be a shark. We're making him human, and that's that. And that's exactly what happened, and that's why Cisco had to kind of question that, like, did you make it in the moment, or did it happen, you know? Oh, Barry. It wasn't a bad decision, obviously. But what I did wonder <laughs> is why didn't... Um, a part of me thought Cisco would be the first to volunteer. Like, wouldn't that have been a no-brainer? He was the one so hype about it in the first place. I think he was excited to get his powers back. Like he I maybe wanted... I, I don't know. It was just like a vacation. I think he's kind of seeing his ways. I mean, when he was trying to use his powers prior to that, he had... Uh, shard shrapnel in his hand still and it was like causing these issues and he's like oh how can I ever overcome this mm. and somehow they were able to just take him out after the fact um, that was a weird plot hole yeah so um, kind of goes against what you were saying but yeah I think um, I think in that moment I'm going to say so I'm, I feel like he, he maybe have wanted a test subject first <laughs> right because what's the like, side we need someone else to be able to do this before I make this life changing decision <laughs> I honestly think that was it he's, he's yeah. not going to be like try this experimental drug on me guys he's going to be like what villain can we use right so they're all selfish is what you're saying <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying I do Pretty think much. there's a possibility right. that Cisco will probably want to 
use it eventually, but I think he wanted to test it first. Do you think it's a weak kind of plot line of why they created the, the whole cure thing? From my understanding, it's the fact that uh, Cicada is going around killing metas. Right. And that all these metas are now scared, and there's no one that can protect them. So let's create a cure so you're not a meta, so you won't be on this hit list anymore. Isn't that kind of a weak plot line? Because wouldn't he still go after him after them? You could just be like, oh, well, I, I'm cured. And he'd be like, I don't believe you. Stab, died. Well, like taking his powers away. The- yes, but the whole point of creating this cure is because there's this mass serial killer killing metas, good or bad. And so the whole plot of it is like, if we take away your powers, you're not a meta anymore, so you won't be on this hit list. But would you still be on the hit list? I think it's just a weak line. And mm. it just like throwing this in. It's just another storyline to, yes, see if Cisco would have taken it. Mm-hmm. And just kind of keep it trugging. Like, it's just like, it's like gugging, chugging along. I can't speak. It's just like <laughs> know, slowly like chugging along. Chugging along. Yes, <laughs> but not train. in the right way. Like, it's like uh, the gears are off, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I I'm mean, not a fan of it. I don't know how else. Well, if you were Team Flash, how would you stop Cicada? I mean, that's the question. Like, that's, how else have they stopped? Would they have been able to stop them? I wonder if it's in the comic or at, at all. Any, but, I mean, how else do you... I mean, I do think it's a little weird to, like, how can we, you know... Oh, I, easily. I, think, I mean, hey, let's just do that every season. I'll take away your powers. Like, that's what it's going to be now. You know, they could have done this first season, second season, third season. Well, let's just take away his powers. Well, that's mm. why they made the decision that they'd always give the person I, a choice. Yeah, I know. And I'm that's just, why, you know, I feel like that's why they put that in specifically. Because they don't want to have that thing of, oh, well, just, oh, he's a villain. Let's just take away his powers. And using it as a weapon. Because I guess, yeah, that's technically not fair. That could be what they do to everybody. Right. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I get where your frustration comes from just because it's. It's an easy way out. I was gonna say, exactly. As powerful and as much as powerful as the team is and everything that they've been through, it's just like that's, that's all yeah. y'all got. Because I yeah. mean, look what they did with the thinker. I mean, that was like all encompassing power, godlike, and somehow they still defeated him. Yeah, yes. it is a little weird because Think a little bit, you like know? you yeah. know, someone else just said, like Zev said in the chat, like he said filling with bullets like cicada but it's like he is a human person right like Seb makes a good point right yeah, he's a little bit more powerful like stronger you know but his skin isn't isn't yeah steel. he's not right. all powerful so this know, idea of how else how can we kill this guy who basically just throws a shard of like crazy right? like a magical knife at metas and kills them i mean I guess that kind of goes to the weakness of what exactly is Cicada, too. Right. Because it's like, we know he's a serial killer. We know he somehow can over... Because he kind of... He takes their powers, right? He dampens... He dampens the power. He dampens right. the power. So that's the thing he's able to do. The question is, like, if they all ganged up on him at one time, could he take everyone's powers at the same time? Or is it is that thing a conductor that it does take everyone's powers? It does, so yeah. It takes everyone's it powers. It has to, because we had an opportunity to yeah. see if everyone could handle it. Exactly. But like Seb is saying, so why, if he's just, if that's his power, that he can dampen other people's power and then fight them, why doesn't someone just shoot him when he does that? Team yeah, Flash I don't mean, kill. But you get what I'm saying. Like kill of people him. on Team Flash. Kill him to capacity. <laughs> him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a little weird that it's it feels a little bit like a contrived yeah. plot a little bit that this is still going. And I'm a little disappointed because 
you know, in the beginning of the season, the showrunners did say that there wouldn't be one villain the whole entire season. I mean, technically there isn't a yeah. villain the whole season. They've broken it up because Cicada kind of goes in Comes and, and goes. But then it's like, well, what's the overarching plot? Well, I guess it's Nora. But we're still mm. not getting to that point of dealing with him going, disappearing, which is really probably the big arc that no, that they're just not addressing, and we're all focused on Cicada. Yeah, but the right. son of oh, who disappearing? Cicada? No, Flash. The Flash. Yeah, that's you know the, the thing. Overall arc, yeah. Well, not the overall arc, but that's the big mystery. That's the big thing, right? right. Him disappearing, but we're dealing with the serial killer at the moment. Who, honestly, if we put our heads together, there's probably an easy way to kill him, or you know. Decapit, you know, not decapitate. Oh, girl. Him. Oh, you can also murder decapitate. My God. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Like, it feels a little contrived, and it's like, it's, you know, I feel like they're going to deal with Cicada towards the end, and then we're not going to have, like, three episodes towards the end to start addressing the real situation, which is Barry disappearing. You know who I think the real big bad is? Nora. I'm Up not going to disagree with that. What? She's back in the timeline. <laughs> I mean, She's messing everything up. Who's to say she isn't the person and the reason why Barry's gone? It's the whole time loop that, like, mm. they keep going through things and repeating the mistakes of, of things. And all this information she's relaying back to Thawn, like, who knows how he's really going to use that. And time is, Thawn is ta- displaced from time. So, like, he doesn't adhere to what Barry has to adhere to. So he could very well have another future, future, future self and, like, a 3,000 or whatever that's, you know, what we see right now in 2049 controlling another, you know, aspect of things. Yeah, it's a setup. His whole storyline is, it, it can go anywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. I agree. I Shanzi, you're looking like, mm, I don't know about all that. Nora ain't that big or that bad. Yeah, I just don't know <laughs> if it's intentional. I mean, I, I just... No, it's not intentional at all. But, but like, what she's doing is, is not helping the situation by so, any means. So do you think she's, like, the mistaken big bad? <laughs> like, she's just kind of doing it and not No, I'm just throwing it out there to get the chat buzzing. <laughs> and there we have it. It's the words. Boy. I mean, I know who the big bad is for this season. There's two of them. Who? I mean, you have it in news and gossip. I, I, I right. hope, and then also there's um, Thon. How is he well, not yeah. always the big bad? That's true. You know, that's but true. that's what I'm saying. I feel like these episodes of just dealing with Cicada and the Cure is just like one big distraction to the real stakes. Yes, of the situation of Barry disappearing and everything. Like, and Nora, like, what the heck? You're working with Thon. What's going on here? Yeah, like I mean, it's just it's a little weird that they pick Cicada to be like the big bad of the season when he's so easily, if we were really being honest and not convoluting the plot, could easily have been defeated probably a couple episodes, multiple ago. times. There's times where <laughs> yeah. you're like. They get up, and he's, like, incapacitated, and they look at him, and, and they look back, yeah. and then he goes, whoosh, yeah. and it's like, I'm wait like, a minute. okay. Put, someone put a tracker on this guy. Well, now Iris also knows where the dude lives. Yeah. They know where he lives. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, he's just sitting there, and we're kind of trying to figure out how to defeat this human guy who has a dampener. Like, what's... You know? Yeah. I, I just want know. someone to explain to me why they haven't defeated him yet and why the the cure is, like, the major thing to try to do. Like, I feel like he hmm. could have gotten locked up already. Yeah, I cannot argue with any of that, as the same questions are circling above my head as well. And I guess we'll eventually find out. We've got, what, seven more episodes for them to get to the good stuff? Yeah, and it's, and it's probably going <laughs> to leave off on a mystery because we could have, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, aside from that, okay, so we have um, 
All of this going on, what about the... Okay, so they were able to use the crown, um, this little cerebral interface with the MAD MAD 2.0. So now that they can connect and talk... I guess Grodd has this big, huge plan. He's pretty smart for a gorilla because they were so worried about like this elaborate plan that he had um, in that one second a year ago where the dampeners at Argus or whatever were down and he was able to have the guard let him go a year later so he could get involved with this. Do you think he I don't knew? like that either. That was a weird... That was yeah, that weird. was really elaborate. So I was wondering elab- what you thought. Like, I mean, if Grodd is... The only plausible thing that I can think of is if Grodd is so smart now that he was able to use probability to figure what was going on, but he would have to have vast knowledge of everything going on in Central City at the time, which makes no sense because he's in a freaking cage. Right, because there's no reason he would specifically target Dr. Landon to hone in he on what no she's doing, He had no idea that she would go visit and try and like, you know, leave her good job and all these other things, leave a, a, a different city, and then um, work for less pay and all this stuff. He had no way of knowing any of that. Well, hmm. didn't they, well, they kind of explained it. I mean, in that one second, he was able to, he probably already had, he's like, if the power ever goes out, I'm going to interject into this guy's mind. I can accept that. I can accept that Grodd is, he's already has a very high intellect. Yeah. That he it probably goes. had his A, B, C, D plot of what he would do if there was ever a chance. Like, he probably figured out the guard is the one human person here. I can interject my thoughts. And he probably had it ready. Like Yeah, he was access. waiting for what to do. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, is why would he stay there for a year? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like, if he had escaped, what would he have done? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a smart guy. He's right. probably, he's like, well, I was going to be in here for a life. <laughs> if not, I can wait a little bit to see... Uh, a good opportunity. A good opportunity. Because about. if he just breaks free, he's just going to go in hiding. and He has his normal powers. But, you know, Barry's already defeated him once. So why not wait to see if something else comes along? Okay, here's a question for you. If he's waiting for King Shark to come along, isn't he smart enough to know that sharks have that, like... The animal mind. Animal mind, the um, magnetism that, like, throws uh, things off. I don't think he was... the electricity, like, he should have known that. I don't think he was waiting for King Shark to come around. I think he was waiting for the whole thing with the technology that they had. Shark was just, he just happened to be yeah, he a just part of that. Oh, okay. He I was, see, wait, I see, I see, he was see, waiting for that crown yes. gotcha, to have gotcha, his gotcha, major gotcha, powers. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, because yes. realistically, we could jump back to this, but Shark, Shark, uh, King Shark became a human anyway. So it was never really, according to the way Grodd could have seen it, it was never really going to be a fight because King Shark was kind of like out of the picture. So I guess it really was all about the technology. Yeah. Because as a human, I mean, he had nothing with King Shark. He didn't have any beef with King Shark before, right? Like, this is not a specific targeted thing. Grod? Yeah, Grod. No, I don't think so. I mean, they all intermix and stuff, so it's... Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think he was just waiting for an opportunity to really see something, and he saw it with the crown. I think he was after the crown. I think Shark was was. just kind of a... Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. But then even that with the crown, the crown wasn't even that um, communicative until it met the Mad 2.0, so I'm not even sure how he knew the timing of that was going to add up, but... They said that he had his eyes, like his ears, once the, the, the soldier was feeding him information. Oh. Isn't that what they said? That he was able to get it, and he told him to not dampen his, not the soldier, but he told the soldier in that moment, when the power goes back up, 
to de- not dampen his power. Yeah. So in that time, he was able to oh, maybe, his powers right? were at full. Okay. So he was able to hone in on stuff, read minds and things. I would suggest. I mean, that's what they seem to explain that he had his ears to the ground. In the sense, and of, then they were all Argus, so that makes sense. Argus vicinity, Argus yeah. doctor, Argus tech. So yeah. I guess that makes sense. I can accept it. So what do we think about King Shark as a man? He was a, a big burly man, just available for Doctor Lambden to <laughs> give all tall. of her love. Yeah, very tall. <laughs> I thought that was sweet and how Sherlock chimed in. I think you liked that part too, Zach. There was some beautiful, <laughs> I'm a sucker for romantic, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, rom- not romantic comedies, romantic. Just romance. Uh, romance. Yeah, I'm yeah. a sucker for romance. That was a great scene. There's a few good scenes between the two of them. Um, uh, you could see the, I liked him as an actor in a sense that he was really playing the whole, I don't remember much of what I did and that right. I still have my animal brain-ish. And so he's, like, trying to understand the situation. But I think he picked up on it quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Uh, He kind of gave me Wolverine vibes or whatever. I know that's Marvel, but... Yeah, Yeah. I I like the actor. It kind of had this, like... He already had this kind of rough way about him, which really worked, I think, for him, mm-hmm. for the mannerisms of already being King Shark. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, I liked his connection with Tanya. I thought it worked. And um, I liked that he also still wanted accountability because Sherlock asked that. He was like, yeah. so what controls it? Is it the man or is it the shark? And he's like, well, if you're asking me if I should just blame the fact that I was the shark the whole time then no, because I was somewhat aware I should be held accountable. And I like that. I like yeah. that he took accountability for what happened. Yeah. You know, without, I thought that was funny. Without a question, he just like, yeah. was like, yes. Didn't even have to think about it, which yeah. is great. Just goes to show, like, what kind of man yes. he was. But it's interesting to think, like, the duality to it, because the first time we actually see him, he is uh, kill, uh, King Shark, and... He was posed by, I think, Zoom, was it? The second? Yeah. It's posed by Zoom. Uh, hey, kill the Flash, and then, like, I'll leave you alone kind of thing. So, like, how good could he really be as it, you know? And that and that was him, the Earth 2 shark man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, sometimes I get confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they changed it to make him better, so... Yeah, so, I mean, I I could totally see, too, how, obviously, Dr. Lambden would be in love. She kept playing it off, but it's like, dude, this is, like, basically your husband all over again. You better love on that man while he still is one. I didn't get that, why she was, like, embarrassed or, or, like, holding back. Well, if she's a regular human, technically, it's not her husband that she fell in love with, right? Just because he looks like But the whole point that Sherlock posed was, like, you had no issue when he was a shark. It was the second you saw his face, not the hand. And so it's just like, shouldn't you be happy? Be like, I have a second chance with my husband that had died. It's weird. I think it's a little weird because it's like, that's not your husband. No, it's like, not. That's got a totally different guy. He's lived mm-hmm. a different kind of life. It's the equivalent of if you were going out with someone and they had a twin. And it's just like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you fall for them, sure, but fall for their... Per- and, he, you know, Sherlock explained that. Like, you fell for his personality. Yeah. You didn't fall for... And I think she was hesitant because she's like, am I yes. transferring my emotions from my husband yes. okay. to yeah. this guy who looks like my husband? Because that is a little weird. I mean... It's yeah. very weird. And I like... Basically, Sherlock gave her permission 
to feel what she was feeling and to go ahead and cross that line and she didn't waste no time. Yeah. And I'm not mad. And I, I like that, you know, she they eventually still keep with their relationship. Yeah. You know, um That'd be a weird one, but it's yeah. a weird one, but it's it's kinda of like people in the chat have been saying, you know, it's kind of like beauty and the beats. We're not gonna talk about Shape of Water because that <laughs> Please. movie creeped me out. <laughs> and I love horror and I know. Yeah. I, I feel like this is more beauty and the beast story than yeah. whatever Shape of Water was. Yeah. Um yeah, I think yeah, I mean, he still has the anatomy. I don't know. They'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, that whole we'll figure it out. The hand and the hand on the... I just... I thought I was grossed out. I think... Uh, I was grossed out. I'm sorry. I was weirded out by his pants. It's just well, like, if not, I mean, this is... This a, little roll. This ain't this HBO. No. You can't be having this. No, I'm okay with him wearing his pants. Shark, his shark bits out. I'm okay with him wearing pants. <laughs> This is DC, though. Yeah. Okay? It's not Marvel, where they made stretchy pants, like, for the Hulk. So okay. what, what would you thing. like to see him wearing, then? He was wearing jeans. And then, Rolled up at the bottom. No, no, right no. There. He was wearing, get me, he was wearing jeans. I was, and I made it, and I was like, oh, there's some pretty big jeans for, you know, sharks to be wearing. Okay, I know there's, like, big and tall, <laughs> but. No, 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 hear me out. And then Barry stabs him, falls in the water, comes back out, and the jeans are human size now. Well, maybe he did get stretchy jeans. All right, I'd like to. Pay, I would like a pair of those. You know, I yeah, only have to wear one pair my whole life. He probably got stretchy jeans. Old Navy, twenty four ninety nine. I'm pretty sure uh, you could find those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the I jeans. Wanted the jeans HBO. Don't work. I'm like, listen, yeah. man. Yeah. Same shape of water. No. <laughs> Nor do I want it to be. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, so before we talk about this fight, I don't know if Zach wants to share a little something, but we definitely got to go into this whole King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. But before that, let's get a little love to the peoples. A little love for the people. Yeah. Hey, guys. Before we move forward onto our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, and I know a lot of you are, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved into the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Woo woo! Thank you guys for watching, and make sure to stick around because we have news and gossip and our baddie breakdown. But before that, really quick, let's talk about this fight, like the official fight, King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd. So this Berlin, burly, handsome man decides, you know what? I don't need to be a human. I am the only one that can take take Grodd out. Right now, change me back. He finds out he's never going to be able to be a human again, which is a bittersweet moment. We were just talking about love. That was kind of sad. Yeah. Were you sad? Was it just me? I was sad. Um, And now this fight goes down. What did we think about just the fight overall? Was it what you expected? We had some predictions last week on who was going to win. I think I had King Shark. I think I, I'm pretty sure I said King Shark. I mean, it was like three weeks ago. I don't remember. It was I three said. weeks ago. Right. <laughs> Maybe um, I did say Grodd. I don't know. I think I was King Shark. He was just—he's just bigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once they were side by side, I guess I thought with Grodd that it would be a whole thing with his mind. But once they explained that Shark wouldn't be able to get affected by that, then it's like, yeah, if you're just going by brute force, then of course King Shark's gonna do it. I liked it. Yeah. I play Injustice 
the game, the DC game, which is a lot of DC characters fighting each other, and I got <laughs> Injustice, you know, uh, vibes, the vibes from the yeah. scene. And, and they I have Grodd in that. it too, so mm-hmm. just not King Shark. They do have Grodd in it. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty badass. Yeah, um, I like the fight. It was cool. Um, it's CW, you know. So the the, <laughs> I mean, seriously, the potential for it would uh, they went there with blood and everything, and, and it was good. I just, um, I just, you know, when they're in that warehouse and they they like fell through the cage that like they made the metal look like butter or something, or just like going through bread, but then like it bent backwards and they like made a point. I don't know, maybe I was just catching it, but they made it a point where it was like super sharp. You know, they're poking yes. out where, like, somebody could have just rammed up against that, and that would have been it. And I would have loved to see, like, someone struggle hard, like, you know, impaled, like, Wolverine almost. Oh, my God. And then, like, the fight could have been, like, a lot more before for CWs, <laughs> you know. I enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. I was engaged. It was gruesome enough for me. Yeah, um, we learned some science, too. Yeah, we learned science about we sharks did. and stuff. I didn't which realize was- if you put them upside down, you know, they go uh, paralyzed. Yeah. yeah, that yeah they're paralyzed, which the is good to know because if you're ever going to get attacked by a shark, just hang them upside down. Somehow, <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm funny. No, that was great. And then you know, just thought, I thought it was very engaging. It was wild. Um, I'm really happy he beat Grodd, or else there would have been absolutely no point for him to not be a human again. Yeah, and done and yeah, done. Well, they made him the good guy, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great, as he kind of deserved to be, as his heart as a human kind of reflected. So, yeah. Are we happy? I, I liked it. I okay. thought it was good. I mean, they kind of played it up like it would be a big thing the whole episode, but I'm glad it was, you know, we got the last five or so minutes of it. Because then you kind of think if it was the whole episode, it'd be kind of boring. Yeah, it's very true. So, I guess they did their thing, and we can move right along. And, um. You have something else? You're forgetting about the finishing blow. Oh, well, long live the king? No. What? He, like, he charged up, supercharged from, from, oh, from the excess in the yeah. flash. Yeah, and the he's holding lightning. it in and then... Yeah, that was great. That was was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm sorry. I don't know how to isolate that like that because I'm just like, yeah, I was engaged. It was great. There was blood. It was gross. We're done. Um, But you're right. That is a very good point because actually that was amazing when his chest was all lit up, you know. He delivered that. Yeah. I couldn't see it ending at that. I'm happy with the way how that ended because if for whatever reason, like there was a lot of punches going back and forth. And if it was just like an all out boxing match, 12 rounds, that's boring. So this lightning punch, which, like, you know, Barry used on all of his foes a lot, I think it was kind of cool to incorporate that. Yeah, and it showed the teamwork with King Shark being kind of, like, on Team Flash for the moment. They really all helped each other, so that was really good. Um, So... Last, really quick, Joe is back. Woo woo! Yeah, that's awesome. That was really nice, and he was playing the daddy role. Um, Iris is feeling powerless. Um... And rightfully so. I mean, I couldn't imagine having someone like Cicada all up in my space and, you know, fighting him and doing all that and then having to return back to normal as if nothing happened. What do we think about Joe's methods and getting Iris back in the game? I thought it was good. You know, it harkens back to the fact that Joe did teach Iris how how to fight. And, like, you have flashbacks when Barry and Iris were growing up together that, you know, she was the one showing him how to punch or whatever. So it was nice that, you know, Mm grown-up Iris, we get to see her moves and her power Aside from that, though, I did feel like this was a keep 
the character busy kind of plot line. I didn't feel like it added Fires. to anything. Friars, yeah. I, I felt like maybe it was to kind of get Jesse, you know, Jesse Elmar in, like, and Joe back into the yes. swing of being part of things and giving him something to do, kind of reintroducing why he left and everything. Yeah. Um, but it was a little weird because it was kind of interesting that they had it so Iris was like, I missed all this. Was she not checking her phone the whole day? No oh, one talked to her. Oh, she's a reporter. Where have you yeah, been this so whole time? Yeah, so it was a little Strange. weird. But I'm not saying it was, like, weird on her part. I thought it was a little weird that Barry and no one else, like, texted her until stuff was over. That so was That's a just something that we have to come to accept with now with the amount yeah. of people on the show. I mean, we had no Ralph. Yeah, Ralph wasn't there. You know, was and he with I his just, mom again? You're a good Maybe. son, Ralph. Yeah. So it was it was a little I didn't I wasn't particularly like excited for that plot line. I love seeing Iris. I love seeing the punching bag stuff because it shows how strong she is, but it was also kinda like felt a little contrived. Yeah. Cause she even said it herself, like I heard a, I heard the story like fifty three or fifty two times dying, but I don't remember any of it. So what are you scared about? Yeah. Right. Like the concept of like him knowing, him where, you knowing where you live. Okay, so has everybody else. The thinker last season knew like six or seven episodes in who Barry was, confronted him. Yeah. And like all that was on the table. Yeah. So why are you now afraid again? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it felt like keep her busy kind of thing, which yeah. was a little silly because she could have been helping Team Flash too. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they wanted OG Team Flash or something. Like, when they first started, the three of them, that's why Ralph wasn't there either. Yeah. So they kind of just focused on the like, three. I was happy to see around. Mm-hmm. And- I mean, OG Team Flash is fine, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, Iris is a great addition to that. Yeah. She usually helps really well. So it was kind of weird that she was just out of the loop the whole episode. I was happy to see Joe. He was moving, yeah. too. So. Yeah. Did you guys catch him? I could be totally wrong, but there was a Rent reference. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know? you never seen Rent? I've seen I Rent, have, but, but I didn't catch the reference. To... I think was it was reference? a reference. So what was it? Uh, when he was like sitting on the couch, and he's like, you better tell me about this couch. And she goes, another day. And that's like his song. He sings it. Or, not his song, but it's a song in Rent where it's like a pretty popular one. Oh. It's titled Another Day. I don't know. Maybe I'm just well, connecting yeah, I've, a lot I've of stuff. Well, yeah, I've listened to the Rent soundtrack a lot. Yeah, Another Day is a thing. He doesn't sing it, He though. doesn't sing it, though, yeah. So, but maybe not. Still. Maybe, maybe right. not. Maybe it was something clever that you discovered that the I writers hope, wanted to drop so. that little jewel. And uh, thank you for pointing it out. Man. But definitely, <laughs> Chauncey, I think you hit the nail on the head. They wanted to reintroduce Joe, get everybody back warmed up, and that was that. Well, I think it's time for some news and gossip. No, Betty Breakdown. No, news and gossip first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. You're welcome. Um, for the news and gossip tonight, um, it's basically rumors, 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 rumors everywhere. Uh, we heard about Carlos Valdez, our Cisco may be departing, and at a recent event, he basically uh, dodged the question at the Fan Expo <laughs> in Vancouver when a fan outright asked him, are you leaving? And then Tom Cavanaugh jumped in and said, he can't answer that question as his agent. Everyone laughed. And then Valdez joked, I can't answer that. I have a donut in my mouth. So he's avoiding it. (laughs) And, you know, it's one of those things where actors can't really you know, spoil that kind of stuff, even if he was leaving, although it doesn't bode well, because instead of saying, well, let's see, guys, it was just kind of like, I can't answer it. So that's a little, yeah. And then it's kind of interesting that Tom Cavanaugh was the one that added to that, because there's now rumors that Tom may also be leaving the show after next year's crossover event of of Crisis on Infinite Earths. So we have some time for Tom, but the rumor is from the website that also cracked, sort of cracked the thing with Cisco of We Got This Covered is also reporting about Tom. So take it with a grain of salt. No other news is saying that. They're saying take it with a grain of salt. But 
there are murmurs. So we may lose both Cisco and the many Harrys. The many Harrys. Which would be, oh, so sad. Yes. Well, that was a cute way they dodged the questions. Thank you so much for that news and gossip. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, now it's time for our body breakdown. Uh, We can do the baddie breakdown. Yes. Yes. Cool, guys. So tonight we had two baddies. One kind of baddie good-ish, you know, King Shark and Gorilla Grodd. Um, and I mean, we just got to see a bunch of them today in the in the episode. So uh, we got a bunch of what they look like in the comic books. Uh, oh. And I find it kind of funny and interesting that they decided to make him a um, a hammerhead in the comic books. But there's different iterations of who King Shark is. Gorilla Grodd obviously always is going to be looking like a badass gorilla. Um, you know, uh, from the comics to uh, what we have for Gorilla Grodd, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, Gorilla Grodd first appeared in episode uh, 106 of The Flash back in the 1950s. Um, and it was kind of more of like a spaceship coming down and the radiation kind of made uh, him and his little clan um, super smart and, and intelligent and had uh, telepathy. Over the years, it's changed a little bit with Solinar, Solivar. The leader, the fighting, it kind of follows suit with what the show did, where uh, we did get to see that a little bit. It was interesting to see. Um, I don't know. I like kind of what the show did and made it their own of the, you know, origin story of Grodd. Um, and then, uh, interestingly enough, King Shark, this is cool. I like this. Um, he was born in Hawaii in the comics. Oh, uh, originally named Nan... God, I don't know. Nane, Naneu, uh, a humanoid shark. He, his father is the king of all sharks, also known as the shark god. Mm. Um, originally, there's some doubts surrounding his origins, as, the, as if the character um, was something special or not. Uh, but uh, an agent in the comics, Sam Mako, dismissed his origins uh, as superstition and referred to him as just a savage mutation. So it's kind of cool because the show is kind of pulling from the comics uh, where he probably in the comics is just the son of a, of a shark god, but um, you know, in, in uh, The Flash he's a mutation, so they tie and weave everything in together very well. I think they, they do pull the good stuff, what they need to to make it what they do. Yeah, and comics have so many origins. Oh man, mm. they redo it, so retcon things so many times, so yeah, that is our baddie breakdown for tonight. God, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Lot. I always love learning during, during the baddie breakdown. So that's great. All right, you guys. This was such a great show. Thank you for tuning in. Before we bounce out of here, do we have any predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, what do we think is going to happen? Oh, man. I always forget what the previews next week is going to so be. So do I for some reason. It's so weird. Um, predictions. We get, uh, oh, I think finally the the ta- uh, Nora working with Thawne is going to come out from Sherlock. I think someone's going to find out. Yes. One person. I think one person is going to find out, and then they have to ex- like figure out how to explain it to, to Barry. Because I think there's a back and forth of seeing Nora in the future again, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think everything's reaching ahead, and eventually Nora will be exposed. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys on that. That's it, because, you know, we saw the writings and everything, and I think it's going to get pretty messy. Oh, yeah, um, she said this is the last page. This mm-hmm. is it. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so I agree with you guys. I think it's going to get pretty messy, and... We are going to be here next week to find out. And we hope you are, too, because we want you to join the discussion. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. And you can find me on Instagram, at Jamie Alexander. Hey, y'all, once again, it's Chante K. Robinson. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Chante KR and also on my self-titled YouTube channel where I talk about horror, supernatural, and dark superheroes. Sweet. And, guys, my name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with a C-H Silverman, too. Have a good night. Bye, guys. 
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.